2015, the year of exponentialism, the year of amplification, and rewriting your story to infinity and beyond. Can you believe that we've already passed the halfway mark in January? There's no going back now. There's only onwards, inwards, and upwards. So let's drop that overwhelm and design that best year. This is Lena Ski, hostess of the Supernova podcast, and this is your weekly invitation to greatness. Hi, Sharon. Welcome to the Supernova podcast. It is absolutely amazing to have you on the call with us today. Oh, thank you, Lena. I, I feel the same way. I've been so looking forward to having a chance to just hang out and talk with you about uh, all the things we're going to be talking about. Ooh. Well, yeah. I, I couldn't be even more perfectly timed because what you do is you help smart, overextended women free themselves from the cult, which I love, of being too busy <laughs> and the tyranny of not enough. And I'm just sitting going, yes, please. Mm. Because, you know, it, it's a funny period we find ourselves in right now. Um, things are either going really slow and there's not anything happening. So we're still kind of in beach kind of mode. Or all of a sudden something's just avalanched on us and we're going, how did this happen? Yeah. And the energy of this time um, coming out of the holidays is just, so much to bear and there's so many shiny objects out there and there's so much to do and so many choices to make and and things to go through like how do you do you move through that mm. well that's a great question and um i know i sometimes wonder if we're just going to like spin ourselves into you know some kind of a knot that we can never get out of it does seem like things you know just keep accelerating and spinning faster and faster i mean the, mm. there's the the beauty of technology, which is that you and I can be talking from different continents. Exactly. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. It's fantastic. I really feel like I'm connecting with you, and we may never meet face to face. On the other hand, as you said, you know, the bright shiny objects. There are so many things, and it feels like there is this accelerated pace. How do we deal with that without mm -hmm. just kind of you know, leaving our lives and, you know, my, my, uh, what I used to always fantasize about was just like going off and living in an ashram or, or, or a <laughs> monastery or something like that, because it's like, it's, it's like, it gets to be this either or sort of thing. So how, you know, my quest, my goal, my, my mission is how do we build those moments of, uh, you know, to use an overused term, but it's true of Zen like, stillness mm -hmm. and just beingness into our everyday lives because I think that's you know that's the middle way that's the middle path and that's the only way that we can really affect change because you know for most of us it's it's not likely or even helpful to just say I'm going to throw my computer out the window. I'm not going to do any more online stuff. You know, this is our lives now. Yeah. It's such an integral part and it's such a powerful part. I mean, as you said, it brought mm. us together. It's bringing so many people together. It's being such a catalyst in the change that we're creating as purpose-centered entrepreneurs. Right. And it's that it's that balance. It really just comes down to balance because, yeah, we can lock ourselves away from the world, but who's that actually going to serve? How's our light actually going to be seen in that space? Yes. How's yes. that choice actually going to serve us? That's right. And 
Uh, yeah, I, I love that you use the word balance because I think sometimes that people have this image or this thought or this desire to find a place of balance. And then when they're there, you know, they'll just be always in balance. And balance <laughs> is a, it's a moment to moment thing. It's a day to day. Like we're never going to get to this place where we can just stand on one leg with our hands in prayer position and chant Om. And then we're just going to be solid. Yeah. Right. In, in that beautiful posture. Um, so it's, it's like in any given moment, how can you find your balance point in any given, you know, intense or difficult or overwhelming situation? How can you pull back? I always think of it as we need to go more down and in mm -hmm. rather than up and out. And I think that that's really the crux of the balance point is when we keep going out, 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 and we don't take enough opportunities to go in and mm -hmm. settle into our inner world and our inner connection that's that's where the balance comes in absolutely our own um inner verse so to speak yeah. oh i love that <laughs> and, and i often say it's it's about going onwards inwards and then upwards yeah going outwards is just i mean there's people who thrive in it you know they need that and maybe some mm -hmm. more extroverted people but you just get so lost in that and energy seeps out and there's nothing to funnel your purpose and your your soul and the magic that you have to deliver the world. Right. And and if you don't check in once in a while, you can kind of lose the thread of why you're doing what you're doing. Exactly. Which is so what is happening to everyone right now, pretty much. The, mm -hmm. You're re reacting rather than responding yes. or responding rather than creating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm. You're an author, a holistic lifestyle guide, a spiritual wellness coach, a meditation teacher, and an energy <laughs> healer. <laughs> Lady after my own heart. I also love doing a lot of different things. So mm -hmm. I'm sure you kind of see this happening so much just in your world, let alone the people who you help. Yes. Yes. Well, that, I mean, and that's why you know, people said to me years ago, um, my, I started out as a massage therapist primarily and people would say, how did you get into it? And honestly, it was because I just saw people being all stressed out. You know, my father coming home from work at the end of the day with a headache and, you know, he didn't even want to talk to anybody because he needed to regroup. And, and I just felt like, well, all I can do really is give him a hug rub his shoulders, rub his neck. I like It was a tangible thing that I could do to help somebody just kind of, you know, let their shoulders come down from around their ears and take a breath. And, you know, that's all I really ever wanted was to just, you know, help people to, to chill out as well as myself, you know, to, to not get on that, um, that, that merry-go-round, that hamster wheel. I, I had a job, obviously I, I had some jobs before I went into massage. And I just thought, you know, I didn't have any big career aspirations in that realm of business. And I thought, who's the large or small little business ladder? Do I even want to try and move up to be like a manager and then manage people who are all stressed out mm. and be stressed out because people are looking at me going, you're not managing people well. And that's when I went to massage school and it changed, it changed my whole life. Mm. And it led me on this path to 
you know, where really my, my mission is to help people feel better. That's like my bottom line is how can I, how can I help you just take a deep breath, relax, connect back into yourself and realize underneath all of that busyness and doing and, and creating everything's okay. And I, I totally relate to your experience as well. I'm also being faced with the management position. And when I really looked at what a manager was doing, a manager just manages. Right. You're just managing to get along and you're just managing to stay ahead. You yes. know, keep your head ahead. It's just, it's just that. There's no <laughs> thriving. There's no thing. And obviously, we, I'm not saying let's ban managers from the world because they play such an important part in keeping things right. together. But the energy of that can be so limiting. Mm. And we need to learn that there's a different way of being. And even yeah. if if you're doing as many things as you're doing and showing up in so many different areas and serving um, your tribe and your clients in so many different areas, that doesn't have to be overwhelming. You can right. still be everything you want to be without losing yourself. Right. Well, and here's the thing. I can only, well, I was going to say, maybe it's not totally true, but I can only really do one of those things at a time. Sure. You know, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not doing all of those things simultaneously, but I have, you know, this wonderful medicine bag of ways that I can work with somebody. And so, you know, one person may need more spiritual healing and counseling and somebody else might just need to lay on the table and receive and let go and somebody else, you know, one of the things I'm really loving these days is I teach meditation and I don't teach in any one particular um, framework. I basically help people to find a practice and create a practice that works for them. Mm, that's really important. Yeah. Because I think so many of these books are like, well, how do you get rid of stress? You have to go and do yoga. Like I'm not, yoga doesn't work for me. <laughs> You have to go meditate. Yeah. Okay, I like meditation. You have to go do this, 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 this. And like there's this magic recipe. And there's value in all of those. And they all work. And they all have their own things. But everyone's got their own formula for success. Everyone needs to intrinsically find their own way of doing it. Even with meditation, I remember when my mom was just going into meditation. And she's like, well, do I go through guided? Do I do the breath work? Do I have to sit exactly. like this? Do I do it this way? <laughs> you know, That's right. The schools yeah. of thought just in one pillar are, are huge and overwhelming. Yes. So it's yes. like finding something that actually serves yourself. That's right. I, because I, I just um, had a couple of different people I was working with recently, and I had taught you know basic mindfulness meditation mm -hmm. and loving kindness meditation. And this one woman was saying she just, you know, she was doing her best and it just wasn't happening. And I had this thought that the Zen style where you count your breaths and have your eyes a little bit open might actually be better for her. I just thought, well, let's give it a try. Total, the lights went on. She opened, you know, she came back after the 10 minute meditation and she looked at me and she went, Oh my, that worked for me. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's, that's great. That's great. And if I had only said to her, you have to do it this way and it wasn't happening, how was I serving? So it's, it's beautiful that just a great joy for me when I can see the lights go on like that for someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's all different flavors it comes in all different flavors. You got to find the right, you know, find the right fit for yourself always. Yeah. And the other thing that 
that I just wanted to like make the distinction on is that you focus on working with women who are either mm. too busy or feeling like they're not enough. And yeah. it's been said that women are great at, you know, creating a relationship with clients or, or prospects or, or leads. And there's this nurturing happening, you know, once they're already in the sales funnel, for example, there's all this love and support and all these things happening. Yeah. But it's been said that women always find feel that they're not enough, that they they aren't worthy of it, that they don't know how to value themselves in this, and that they just don't know how to then transcend that space. So how do you how do you speak into those those issues? Because they're really really core wounds that we're all scarred with. Mm-hmm. That's a great question. That's a big question um yeah <laughs> we've got five hours right um, absolutely take a bite wherever you want to yeah <laughs> uh, it's um i to me this is where and again i'm not pushing any one thing but to me this is where the meditative practices or the self-care practices the stopping you know just the act of stopping and paying attention to you know, that you're in your body, that you're breathing, really looking around, connecting with your environment. I mean, this sounds very small and simple, but I think the bottom line is like, that's kind of where we need to begin is by first just stopping and connecting, getting out of our heads mm-hmm. and more into our hearts. You know, the heart has a actually has a brain of its own. It has its own intelligence. It has its own neurological wiring system. And we're so in our heads, even trying to, it's, it's wonderful. You know, we thinking gets us a lot of places, but there's also a time and a place to stop, like trying to figure things out because then we also can beat ourselves up very easily by trying to understand like, well, why am I this way? And it's because this happened and that happened. And, you know, women have been oppressed for years and, you know, you can go in a lot of different directions. But if you stop, redirect and drop into your heart, breathe into your heart, feel into your body. I think that that's really the best place to begin because it, it gets you out of that thinking that can really tie you up in knots. And just that simple act of dropping into being rather than doing or thinking helps you start to connect with your essential okayness. For sure. Yeah. And the other thing I found also very helpful is getting my feet on the ground. And I don't Mm. mean like while I'm sitting on the laptop to having my feet on the ground, because we do that anyway, but like literally going outside, finding a nice patch of grass and just connecting with it. Because that's also just kind of like grounding yourself in that moment. Mm -hmm. And we've forgotten how to listen to ourselves. Yeah. It's amazing how we forgot to listen to ourselves, not just intuition, which is, wow, powerful, but even our body and our needs. Like, I've, I've had sessions with clients where you ask them what they need and they just look at you going, <laughs> I, I know I need a lot, but like at that moment, like they're just mouthing and there's nothing coming out. You just, you so disconnect from yourself on that. Yes. Yes. And that's why I'm really a big fan of, it's funny that you use that phrase, small bites, small (laughs) bites, because honestly, like you said, there are these books and, you know, if you think that you're supposed to be, you know, 
meditating for half an hour every morning and evening and going to an hour and a half yoga class two or three times a week and, and getting to the gym and you know it's overwhelming but in any one moment for 30 or yeah you know when i was working uh in the last job i had before i became a body worker i it was the printing company, which is the ultimate, I needed it yesterday thing. And people were always going crazy. And literally I had people saying, you know, I have a client with a gun to my head. You know, I'm, if that job doesn't ship today, I'm going to, you know, jump out the window. And I'd be like, wow, first of all, get a life, get real. The world will not end. And when it was too much, I would go into the ladies room and sit down in a stall and just breathe for a few minutes. I, I, just to get myself back to center. So, you know, it sounds so, um, it almost sounds trite and, and obvious and simple. Oh, take some deep breaths. But the breath is the thing that ties us to life. Well, speaking of breath, I mean, when you, when you really get into meditation or, mm -hmm. or these kinds of practices, you realize that we've all been breathing wrong, which just feels like such a random thing. It's like, how, how have we been doing this wrong? This, we just came out of the womb this way. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's breathing and there's breathing. There's the, and I think that's one of the reasons why for some people, it seems like such an elusive, like, well, I'm breathing because I'm alive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how would, how would paying attention to my breath change anything? But there's the automatic breathing that, you know, that keeps us going, that keeps us alive, that we don't have to think about. And then there's conscious breathing where we really, well, there's a lot of things. There are also breathing exercises and ways that you can work with your breath to, you know, to build your energy and all of that, you know, through yoga practices or through um, Qigong practices. But just the act of sitting and consciously paying attention to the movement of breath in your body. Mm. Your, your, your autonomic nervous system is going to, things are going to shift. And, you know, when we teach meditation, it's not a breathing practice, but breath is your point of focus. Mm -hmm. And in part of the instructions, you're not trying to make your breath be any particular way. You're just like, placing your awareness and paying attention to the movement of breath in and out of your body. But inevitably, by doing that, your breath is going to shift. It's mm -hmm. going to lengthen. It's going to ease. You're going to find as you're focusing that all of a sudden you're going to, you know, ah, take a big sigh and things are going to shift and you're getting you know, you're getting more oxygen. You're eliciting the relaxation response. So many things go on just with the breath it's a whole science mm. yeah so just just the act of paying attention to it oh, yes. can start to make a difference yeah you don't even have to know that you know to do anything in particular or special with with your breath mm. yeah well that's why they say the fundamental to to all change is awareness yes <laughs> yes i often say you know just like with um with certain uh, illegal things, they say possession is nine tenths of the law, and I say awareness is nine tenths of the journey. Ah, oh, beautiful. You know, when you're when you're working on healing and you know understanding yourself and becoming a better person or becoming a more um, 
balanced and uh, and whole person. It's it all starts with you know where are you placing your awareness? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and speaking into that, like how, taking that to a deeper layer, um, mm-hmm. how can people kind of you know, once once they've gotten to empty or they're running really on low on fuel because you know mm. the mums are sending the kids to school, um, running back to work, or you know everything's starting to pick up and you're realizing you need to get all the proposals in because <laughs> you know whatever it is, you know th- things are starting to pick up even though it's still holiday mindset. What tips can you give people who are listening in right now? Ah. Uh. It, I would say, pay attention, mm-hmm. tune into your body. I know I'm repeating myself, but it's, it, it can really be that simple. You know, when you're in the car and you just drop the kids off and you're driving to work, can you just be driving to work? <laughs> you know, seriously, what is the next thing that's in front of you? And it will all get done. Mm-hmm. That endless, you know, wrapping your head around, oh, and then I have to do this, and then I have, and then I have to do that, and then I have to do that. So if, if you, you know, if your day is set, if you have things written in your calendar, if you know what's going to happen or what you need to do when you get to the office, is it really serving you in that moment as you're driving from one thing to the other to keep ruminating in your head? Or can you look through the windshield and go, Wow, look at the way the sunlight is hitting the trees. Mm -hmm. Wow, maybe I'll turn off the talk radio for a while and just breathe and feel my hands on the steering wheel. It sounds simplistic, but it really, it's not easy. This stuff isn't easy to do necessarily because of the way we're conditioned, Mm -hmm. but it really can be that simple. Absolutely, and I just wanted to reiterate what you said, Sharon. It will all get done. Yeah. The really important stuff will all get done. And when you get to the end of the day, barring any really, in you know, out of control, unforeseeable, you know, horrific things, everyone will be alive. Everyone will be in bed. You'll have gotten done what you got done and what you didn't get done. And you'll be alive to face another day. Well, you'll be alive to face another day. And what, what goes undone either wasn't that important, will get done tomorrow. It's like, you know, it's like when I was working for the printing company and people were saying, you know, if that job doesn't ship today, I'm going to, you know, jump out this window. Really? Really? If you don't have your labels in three days, the world will end? No. No. You know. The, like, the apocalypse was, is when the printing <laughs> companies all decide to close. That's going to be the end of the world. Forget what, yeah, uh, you know. Well, all the other guys have said. (laughs) Well, you know, we're so, and and here's the thing, to cut ourselves some slack and to really, really give yourselves, everybody who's listening, give yourselves a break as much as you can, because the truth is we're wired this way. You know, we're wired for being on high alert. This is part of our or, you know, the older part of our brain, you know, that that reptilian brain that developed first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it really was a matter of survival. It was, you know, oh, my God, you know, there's a bear. Oh, my God, you know, the fire is going to go out and, and we're going to be cold. We don't 
live like that anymore, but our brains still respond that way. And so any chance that you give yourself to make a conscious shift, to become aware of what you're doing and how you're gripping the steering wheel when you could just be holding it lightly and you'll still stay on the road, you know, how is your breath? Anytime you do that, you are overriding that early fight or flight thing Mm -hmm. and you're helping to groove new pathways in your brain. So this is not, I mean, it's like I said, it's simple stuff, but it's not simple stuff. Mm. Oh, for sure. And, and, um, you know, they, they know now through the, the current neuroscience that I love this. And when I tell people this, they often just go, ah, like it's a relief. But literally, the way we're wired, they say that um, negative thoughts are like Velcro. They're stickier. Mm-hmm. And positive thoughts are like Teflon. You know, they just sort of, you know, slide off and then we forget that there are these good things. So the more we can focus in the moment and step a little off the hamster wheel in our brains and and just pause, we're going to create a little bit more stickiness with the positive stuff and a little less stickiness with the negative. Absolutely. And treat ourselves to a bubble bath of good vibrations. <laughs> yeah, because I know we all want to be pampering ourselves right about now. Hmm. Yeah, because you know, mostly you know, after the holidays, there's this sense of you know we got to kind of hit the ground running. You know, all those all those end of the year resolutions and you know beginning of the year things that we want to accomplish. It's all gonna it's it's all gonna get done, and whatever doesn't get done wasn't really that earth shatteringly important. Mm. And also the point that I just want to reiterate again, what you just said with the whole reptilian brain is we can live a life of survival. We can, we can Mm -hmm. choose to be in that space and that mediocrity and just reacting, responding to things. But the real invitation is to thrive. And that's really what we want. So why don't we do the things that help us thrive rather than the things that help us survive? Yeah, absolutely. And I find that with the people that I work with, with myself, you know, with people that I communicate with, like you, you know, in the larger um, world out there, that the more we find our way and do these small but really, really important and delicious acts of self-care or creative expression, and it doesn't have to mean being a big-time artist, it can be you know, you've cooked a beautiful dinner for your family or you've, I don't know, arranged the spices on your shelf so that it's easy for you to find what you're looking for or whatever it might be. Those small acts are part of what make us happier, healthier human beings. You know, not getting caught up in the, you know, the do, 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 but, you know, to stop and just really enjoy, oh, this is a beautiful moment this is a beautiful fragrance this is a delicious dinner Mm. i'm here with people i love wow that's that's thriving Mm. yeah yeah because the miracle of it is we're so lucky the glass Mm. isn't empty it's not running on low it's not even half full we're (laughs) absolutely blessed yeah yeah i mean not overwhelmed but blessed yes 
blessed. And so that to me ties beautifully into this, this theme of enough, Mm. you know, like what is enough? You know, are we enough? Can we be enough? Can we do enough? Can we have enough? And how do we know what that is? It's, it's what really brings you satisfaction, you know, is it going to be, you know, sometimes it is, you know, the new sweater in the perfect shade of blue, but that's not going to make or break your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, what did I want to say? I think I'm, it's, it's I just. <laughs> In our, you're just being in the moment you're just breathing into it and that's exactly what happened i'm feeling i just kind of dropped into this place where i'm feeling so grateful to be you know in my warm cozy home in upstate new york which is pretty cold out right now and i'm warm and i'm cozy and i'm comfortable and i'm feeling connected to you and i'm feeling connected to the listeners i'm just kind of feeling into all of that and then i dropped into this place of the words just sort of fell away because, you know, it is enough. I, in um, there's a phrase in in uh, in Judaism. It's actually it's actually from the Bible. Uh, when when you know if you follow the Judeo Christian Bible, you know there's you know God created this, God created that, God created you know the heavens and the earth. And after each thing, He said, "Kitov, it is good. Kitov, mm-hmm. it is good." done <laughs> absolutely and and i think that's the place that i just dropped into of of just how how delicious and um enough and full of a thriving sense of aliveness that i feel I, i'm feeling it too i'm getting goosies <laughs> yeah you yeah. just dropped me into that space and i think the powerful thing as well in that is just to be okay with Knowing that silence and enoughness and this feeling is an answer. Yeah. Like we yes. don't have to find the words. We don't have to shape something. We don't have to write a document. We don't have to force anything. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. being an authentic expression of who you are is enough. Is enough. It's it's more than enough. <laughs> it's everything. It's what the world needs. Exactly. It's what your business needs. It's what your family needs. It's it's what is going to help us chart a course for the continuation of our species. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. I think the more awake, aware, and healed human beings we have, the better chance that we have of repairing the world and moving ourselves into a place where we can can not only continue to thrive, but continue to survive. Mm -hmm. So these are, you know, so I, I, I wrote a, um, a piece once and I titled it self-care is not for the selfish. Mm -hmm. You know, people think, Oh, I can't take time for myself because everybody, everybody needs you happy, content, well, mentally well, physical well, physically well, that's, that's what the people in your life really need. They don't need you on, you know, on your last nerve and on your last thread of, you know, holding on to some semblance of sanity or awakeness. Mm. That's, that's not what people need. They need you to be coming from 
a, a, a place where you're feeling filled up and satisfied. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. And just yeah. on that word selfish, I, I'm, I was reminded of a conversation I once had because I also ha- went through that whole patch of, oh, this is so selfish to give, you know, right. for me to do this, I need to be serving, I need to be serving and pouring myself out and pouring myself out. Mm. And the distinction was there's selfish, which is on the one extreme, which is very ego driven. There's selfless, which is just being an empty vessel and just really pouring yourself out, which a lot of heart-centered entrepreneurs tend to do. It's all about giving out value and you lose yourself in the equation. And the introduction to looking at it from a different perspective where the balance is in being self-full. Yes, yes. That's that's exactly. I don't know that that's a, a word that you would find in the dictionary. No, it but doesn't. But I, I, it's a concept that I've seen come up in time again, yes. and it and should I've be. Used that, and I've used that also. And and also, you know, dare I say, self loving. Yes. Self loving, so that you can be your best self in all of the places where you're out there serving. So it's you know. Ooh, I think I've just got the answer. It's just what's self. That? It's just self. self. It's just self. Yes. Can but you be just... your? Can you be yourself? Mm-hmm. Your real, true, complete self. You know, there's a, there's something I I write about in my book. Uh, this concept of running and returning, and that's kind of what we have to do. You know, it's like this dance. You know, you have to go out and serve, and then you have to come back in and serve yourself, and then you go back out and you serve, and then you come back in. And you love yourself and you nurture yourself and then you go back out and it's just this beautiful dance. And again, there's no, you know, it's not always four steps out and four steps back. Mm -hmm. It depends on the day and the time. Some days you can really extend yourself very, very far. And other days you can only take a step out towards other people and then you need to come back in again. And, and, that's and there's value okay. in that as well. I mean, I've had days where I've done a hundred things off the tech, tech list and I've had days yes. where I've done one or two and exactly. they were just as important as just as self-satisfying, maybe yeah. big, big tasks, maybe small tasks that, that didn't matter, mm-hmm. but to just appreciate that. It's like, you don't have to be on overdrive. You Right. You don't have to be on overdrive and yeah, let, let just let things be okay. You know, we worry. I think so many people worry. It's like, I didn't get all these things done today. And uh, then when, you know, when will they get done? They'll get done. Some days the best you can do is just right to do the one or two really small things and let that be enough and let it be okay. Because hanging back is just as important as stepping forward. Mm-hmm. And we t- and we tend to lose sight of that. We really tend to lose sight of, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and teaching her meditation and she was having such a hard time not doing mm-hmm. to just be sitting. And um, and at one point we, you know, we hit on a, a technique that seemed to be helpful. And she said, but I felt like I was sort of in a hypnotic trance and I was just kind of relaxed and I wasn't having thoughts. Is that OK? I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, it's really okay to relax. Yes. And not do and and just be with yourself for a moment. And I think that's also what 
that's the thing that helps us keep our engine running, you know, mm-hmm. is the, is those, you, you have to prune back a tree for it to bear more fruit the next season. Mm-hmm. You have to let a field lie fallow every number of years in order to yield more crops. So my house is making funny noises. Um, so you, um, it's not about the go, 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 go. It's about that, that dance of, you know, when is it time to just be still and rest and let be mm-hmm. and be. And in that resting, more doing will actually be able to happen and happen better and happen healthier. Mm. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Just dropping the guilt of all those things of stepping out of the cult of being too busy and the tyranny of not being enough and mm-hmm. and just being in your own space, healing so that you can grow and let your light shine out into the world. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, the secret is that there really is no secret. <laughs> you know, there's no magic formula. It's a matter of can you do it in this moment? Can you do it in the next moment? If you didn't do it all day, well, can you do it for a few minutes before you go to sleep? Mm-hmm. And and it's just every moment, every moment is an opportunity to shift your awareness and make a different choice. It's a lot about choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Making the moment, meeting the moment, and rewarding yourself in that moment. Yes. For sure. Yeah. And trusting. And trusting. Yes. Oh, trusting that's a big yourself. one. Trusting yourself and trusting that you know what's enough and and that your being is enough. You know, if you're a mom, there's so many different things that you can, you know, do for your children. But what they really want is your attention. They just want your presence. That's that's the important thing. You know, the basics of, you know, you know, keeping them clean, keeping them fed. That's, that's important. But. You know, most of the time, it's a matter of, you know, can you turn your attention away from all that busy stuff that you're doing to make a better life for them and then just be with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, as we wrap up the call, Sharon, is there any way that people can connect to you? Do you have any meditations that they can access? And yes. how can they follow you? Yes, I would love that. Um on my website, which is heartofselfcare.com, um, I have a, a gift for people who stop and uh, visit, and it's Three Sacred Pathways to Peace, and it's a, a guidebook and two audios that will give you some opportunities to be with yourself in different ways, mm-hmm. um, meditations and some um, movement and body awareness uh, exercises that I guide people through. And I also have a weekly e-zine that I send out called the Midweek Mindful Moment. And I, I keep it very short and just give people, you know, food for thought or some heartfelt support for their journey. And, uh, so that comes to your inbox every week. And, um, my book, Crazy World, Peaceful Heart, is available through the website. It's also available on Amazon.com uh, and BarnesandNoble.com. You can get it for your Kindle or your Nook or 
you can get an actual hold in your hand paperback copy, which I still love real books and hold <laughs> books. So I, I didn't, I wanted to make sure I had a physical uh, book available for people as well. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, Sharon, it's been absolutely great chatting to you. And I think this is the perfect time message for, for all the women and even the men out there who are tuning in yeah. because we just need to slow down, be in that moment and just really connect and then make that big bang or that small bang or whatever that <laughs> needs to be so that we can move forward powerfully. Yes, absolutely. Lena, thank you so much. This has just been a delicious conversation and, um, and I thank you for inviting me onto the show. It has. Absolute pleasure. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye, my dear. Give yourself permission. Permission to be amazing, bold, generous, valued, celebrated, inspired, and transformed. Because when you choose to live from courage and be authentically real, and you choose to make the moment, meet the moment, step up and step in, being the true illuminary that you really are, and honoring the supernova within, that's when you honor the invitation to greatness. For more information, head on over to www.lenaski.com.